Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. As I come to this week's time to make a podcast, I remember that I said there's life lessons we have to learn. And my mind has been in a lot of different areas, and especially thinking over the past two years and seeing all the things that have happened, all the changes, deaths in people's lives, deaths to their businesses, their dreams, their goals, all because of this pandemic. And it just reminded me that death is a one certain thing that we all can count on. No matter what we do today, we have a lot of medical technology and have made a lot of strides, but yet in the end, we all come to an end of our life. I used to tease with my patients that were on hospice and especially those that were older and one lady especially, she was 97 years old, and I told her, I discovered in the Bible that God never changed what he said about three score and ten, and if by reason of faith we should live past that, we should count it as a blessing. And I said, you know, three score and ten is 70 years. And I said, so you're 97, that makes you 27,000 miles out of warranty, and there's no more new parts. Now, I know there are people today that think we're going to get to a point where we'll have all this stem cell and we'll know how to grow a liver and a heart and a lung, and maybe we'll get there. I don't know. But even if we do get there, we can't create a heart, a lung, a liver, or anything that we need because we're taking something that's already been created, a stem cell, and then growing it into it. And it's wonderful that we might figure that out. But as I thought about this, why do people fear, as Shakespeare said, Death, a necessary end, will come when it will come. And fearing that death, how much does it keep us from experiencing all the goodness of life, all the things that are worthwhile, loving relationships, beautiful sunrises and sunsets, and all of those things, the opportunity to worship our God or worship whoever or whatever we want to, the ability to enjoy just being here in all of the greatness that is here. Yes, life's full of things that are horrible and terrible, and yet I'm reminded, as one mother said, and I won't quote it correctly, when 9-11 happened here in America, that the world is a place that has dangerous things. But her basic lesson was that, yes, dangerous things happen in the world, But the world is so much fuller of good things. And that's how life really is. It's so full of good things. And so I want you to enjoy them. Like I would tell people in hospice, when they were given the diagnosis to go on hospice, everybody knows generally, and if you don't know, if a person is put on hospice, they're put there because the doctor believes that within a period of six months, This person will die from whatever ailment they have, and that's why they're going on hospice. It's called palliative care, comfort, during this process of leaving the world. But a lot of the people I would meet, they would just fall apart at first because they're like, I'm dying. And to me, it was like, so what's new? And to some people, that sounds rude, but the reality is we've all been dying since the day we were born. And so in today's episode, I don't really want to focus on death 
but I want to focus on the enjoyment of life. How do we enjoy life that we know is going to end? How do we enjoy all of the moments in between our birth date and our death date? As someone once said, and I don't remember where I got it from, but I hope someone remembers, that the important part is the dash, you know, that time between the birth date and the death date. So how can we make that important? How can we make that a fantastic life instead of just going through with dread and fear? And we all fear. And I've told you once before, I wasted my 50th year in some aspects because I was so worried that I would die when I was 50 because my mother died when she was 50. There's nothing rational about that because what my mother died from was not hereditary. But yet, that held me back. And our preacher preached a sermon today, and this was right after his father's passing. And maybe that affected, because whenever we have a loss or have a life event that is really serious, it makes us all stop and think about, what are we going to do next? And so, I want to pass this along, that as I was taking notes, and he listed three phrases that, Enhance our confidence for living in perilous times. Now, I know this won't be for everybody, but let me tell you something that scientists have figured out. They did an experiment about first responders going into a dangerous situation that had to do with a dirty bomb. And when they first asked how many would want to go into this situation, nobody wanted to go. And that may surprise you because we always hear about they run into the fire, they run towards the bullets, they run... But in this case, it's a little different. It's a dirty bomb, and they didn't know, and they didn't want to go. But then they gave them some training, and they reminded them about their equipment. They gave them some facts about dirty bombs, that they're not very big, and the radiation that comes from them is not very strong. And in fact, unless you were right there at the blast, you probably wouldn't be killed from, you know, the concussion of the blast kills people, and that they wouldn't be very radiated if they weren't there when the blast first occurs, and even if they were in close proximity but not enough to be injured, or even if they were in proximity to be injured, they would not die of radiation poisoning for, you know, 20, 30 years because that's how low level the radiation is. Now, once these first responders knew that, they had knowledge, they had equipment, and they believed in their equipment and their training. It's called self-efficacy. They had self-efficacy, and that meant they had confidence within themselves so that they could go through this. So today, I'd like to give you some facts. And that first fact I've already given you, we're all going to die. The second fact is, we don't know when we're going to die. The third fact is, we don't know what we're going to die from. So the only true fact we know is we're going to die. But my question is, what are we going to do in between there to sustain ourselves, especially in these times we're living in, because we know we got a war with Russia and Ukraine, and I had some of my friends going, oh, what are we going to do? What if this happens? What does that happen? Is Jesus coming back soon? Because he said there'd be wars and rumors of wars, and I've had all kinds of people give me all kinds of interpretations of what was going on. And yet it did not alleviate any of their fears. They were still worried and anxious and and not really enjoying life. And I want people to enjoy life. 
And so I'm giving to you today my Christian perspective on how to enjoy life and not worry about death, something that is a necessary end that will come when it will come. And maybe this lesson is for me more than anyone else. I got a new grandchild coming, and I want to see that grandchild, and I want to grow old as that grandchild grows up. But I'm not guaranteed that. I hope I'll get it. I'm going to do everything in my power that God has told me to do with regards to my health and living to get those years, but I don't have any guarantee of that. I was just on the interstate and could have been squashed by an RV, but we made it through and nothing happened. So with all of this, let me tell you from my perspective, and it's from the Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter in the book of the Bible, because I truly believe that our focus leads us down the path. We all know in driving that if we look to the left or right, we usually go that way and we have to catch ourselves and get back in the line of traffic where we need to be. Well, that is how it is in life. We either focus on this dismal, depressive, downward turn of mankind, or we focus on the uplifting travel towards a future, an eternity. Now, if you don't believe in that, this is not going to mean a thing to you. But if you believe in it, even if you don't believe in it from a Christian perspective, you can find some solace in what I'm about to say. In 2 Corinthians, there are three phases used. We know. That's a fact. What facts do you know? What facts do you have at your disposal to tell you? Now, some people say, well, preacher, you only got faith. No, I got facts. I've seen what happens. I know I've seen too many people going into death, and they see something beyond that I don't see. They are looking at the unseen things, and they realize they're there. They have the fact. They know within them that there is something past this life. We have a guarantee. Well, that's an assurance. Well, what assurances do you have? Now, you know, if I get to the end of my life and I find my assurance was no assurance at all, I probably won't know anything about it and won't care. But I'm glad that today I have an assurance that if I follow a certain path and I have a moral compass and that compass directs me in the point of how my Savior told me to live, that I have an assurance that there's something beyond the veil that I cannot see yet, but it's there. And the last thing, he said, we are confident. That's an attitude. And nothing can swerve me from that attitude. I am confident that there is a resurrection. I am confident that there is a life after this life. And so that colors all of my thinking. Now, I know not everybody that may hear this is a Christian. But you got to have something to anchor your life to. Because if you don't have something to anchor your life to, you'll be blown about in every storm. And you'll make no progress. If you don't have something to base an anchor or port to go to, you'll never get anywhere. Just like starting out on a trip to nowhere, you end up nowhere, as opposed to a trip to somewhere, and you end up at that somewhere. So I want you to think about that this week. What are you focusing on? What are the facts you have in your life? What are the guarantees you have in your life? And what is the confidence you have that those guarantees are true? I'd ask you, check out the Bible. Read it for yourself. See what it says. Don't listen to just preachers and don't read just commentaries. Just open it up with an open mind and see what it says to you. Because 
life is worth living, even if I'm wrong and there's nothing in the end, to live a life with peace and comfort and joy and a life that says that this isn't it, that there's something more, is the best way I know how to live because it takes all that worry out of life. Because if you're worrying so much about death, you're not living. I know that because I spent a good deal of my life worrying about that. And to be honest, sometimes it still strikes me. And I just am striving every day to remember, I have knowledge, I have a guarantee, and I have an attitude of confidence. Where's yours come from? I hope you have a great week. Blessing, protection, and favor.